0: 137 p.m.'s Live from the Bar Cart, a look into the style, culture, strength, and grind of the modern day man. Danny Garcia, welcome to 137 p.m. Live from the Bar Cart. I'm your host, Brian Anthony Hernandez, and today we're going to break down how you hustle in your boxing career, but also how you hustle on your side projects and with your family. So thank you for joining us thank today.
1: You. Thank you, Brian, for having me on.
0: Uh, We all know the WBC welterweight title is up for grabs. Yes, sir. And you'll be fighting Sean Porter for the world championship.
1: Yes, sir. I'll be fighting uh, Sean Porter for the vacant WBC welterweight title that I held in 2017. So I'm looking forward to getting my championship back and being on top of the world again.
0: And he's also a former title holder. Um, What's your mindset going in? How are you going to prepare mentally for that and physically?
1: I'm just going to prepare like I always prepare um like i take every fight seriously um but this fight like i like i told everyone before being a world champion is a great thing but you really don't know how how great it is until you lose it you know what i mean so when i lost it um it was like one of the worst feelings of my, my life so losing it but i feel like getting it back after you lose it, mm-hmm. it's probably gonna make that's what's gonna make me feel it's gonna feel better when I lose it and get it back than just winning in the first place. So I'm more excited just to have that feeling, a feeling I never felt before, losing and getting something back.
0: And let's talk about that loss a little bit more. Um, that was in early two thousand seventeen. Yeah,
1: that was March, March uh March fifteenth, March fourth, one of those days.
0: And you're you're thirty four and one, so it was yeah. your only loss of your yeah. professional <laughs> career. So it's something you had never experienced, yeah. I guess take us back to that first few days afterward how you kind of tried to get back on your feet um
1: man, it hit me right when they said the decision because it was like it was like a split decision, mm-hmm. and the last car was like one point, so it was like a one point so when they said his name, it was like a dream like it felt like I was like I couldn't believe it, you know what I mean because I know I'm the better fighter, you know what I mean? So it was just one of them nights. Like, it was a close fight. And a lot of a lot of the fans around the world thought I won. It took me a long time, you know what I mean? It took me a long time. It might have took me – I mean, I'll probably never get over it, but since my last fight in February, after I got that victory, then there was a lot of weight off my shoulders. Mm-hmm. But I thought about it every day for like a year straight.
2: Because
1: yeah. that was 11 months to, exactly. to process. That's Exactly. That's a lot. So it was it was um it was a mental thing a hard mental thing to overcome, especially when we never lost in ten years, you know what I mean. I never pictured myself losing as a you know, as a great champion. So you know, I take the good with the bad, it made me stronger, it made me hungry hungrier, you know. Um, uh, made me hungry again. So I feel I feel good. I'm ready to get get back in there and get what's mine.
0: So let's talk about how this Sean Porter fight got confirmed. But take us behind the scenes. Was it something that you reached out to his team to confirm it? Or was it something through the WBC where like they were like, you guys have to fight because you're the two best in the, the class right now?
1: Exactly. Um, it was a lot of things that made it easy. to. Ha- the fight was a lot easier to make happen than a lot of other fights because, like you said, the WBC, I'm ranked number one, he's ranked number two. But what made it easier than that is we're managed by the same we got the same manager. Mm. And you know we're like in the same uh premier boxing champions, we're in the same organization. What other than if I was if I was the number one contender and somebody else like like another name like Randy Pacquiao, I was number two. It would be a lot harder to make because he's with a whole different promotion and a whole different team and the politics of the sport makes those kind of fights hard. So it was a lot easier that we're in the same organization and we got the same manager. So it's basically a verbal thing. You want to do it, you want to do it, and we both wanted to do it. So now we're here.
0: And I heard that he and his um, trainer, his dad, mm-hmm. um, have been wanting to do this for a while and that right. they were surprised that it's finally going to happen. Um, what What are your thoughts on their surprise? Actually, be careful situation?
1: what you wish for sometimes. Be careful, be careful what you ask for. Sometimes when you want something too bad, it never goes your way. And he wants it too bad. And when you want it too bad, that means you're going to run into something. Right. early
0: those are straight words to sean porter right straight. there. i like it yeah i mean sean anything, porter anything else you want to tell him
1: i'm just i'm telling you he never been in a ring with someone like me before i'm ready when for i this. put these paws on him he's gonna be there with a lion he's a sheep i'm a lion i like that yes sir
0: let's do it um but let's take take us back since we're talking about his, his dad and his trainer your dad and your trainer mm-hmm. um my dad got me introduced to boxing when I was in middle school. I didn't box very long. Um, your dad introduced You got hit. You was
1: like, I ain't doing this. I'm going.
0: <laughs> I got hit. I didn't like getting hit, but I also did like That's punching real. people. Yeah.
1: It was um, a brutal sport.
0: And I cried my first practice. Like Those Every sit-ups, I, didn't, yeah. I couldn't do sit-ups in middle school. It hurt.
1: <laughs> you were probably one of them kids who couldn't wait to get in the ring and smiling. like It was fun. And yeah. then when you got hit, you was, was like, hit. oh, no. <laughs> I not see the, the face. Be. Not the face. Me. It's just me growing up in the sport. You know, being in the gym for 20 years, it's always the kids that smile who only last two weeks before until they finally get in the ring because yep. they think it's fun. You know what I mean? It looks good on TV. It looks fun. But then when you get hit, they realize it's not fun. They quit.
0: Yep, that was me. That's why I have so much respect for right. what you guys do right. in your career. What role did your dad play in you kind of um, getting set up for your big win in February and kind of getting back on your feet after that right. loss last year?
1: Me and pops always been, he's been there with me since day one. You know what I mean. So he's fight he's always gonna be there. Um. So you know we just we just took it like any other fight. Like we always take it. We get in the gym, train hard, put the work in, and go out there and perform. And that that's basically how my whole career has been.
0: And a lot has changed in the landscape of masculinity since our father started boxing. I think. Guys in general now are very um, caring. They're more vulnerable mm-hmm. than ever, and it's cool to be that way. What's your take on how that has kind of transferred into boxing? Do you see athletes being more vulnerable and caring? And
1: I, you know, you just gotta know how to turn the switch on and off. You know, what I mean, you could be a nice person, but it's like once you go into the ring, it's like I'm a whole different person. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I tell people. Like I don't even like watching my own fights because, like me right now. I'm Danny Garcia, right? But when I'm in the ring, I'm a whole different person. Like, my attitude, like, it's a person. It's a scary person. You know what I mean? So I really don't like watching my fights because I really have two different personalities. It's like that movie Split. Yeah. Like, the guy has all these different personalities. I'm two different people.
0: Who is Danny Garcia outside the ring, then?
1: Danny Garcia outside the ring, you you know, I'm a loving person. I care about people. I like to see people do good. I'm the type of person, like... When I was young, a lot of people don't know I was a barber because I like I didn't like to see my friends had messed up hair, like, mm-hmm. not look good, like, clean, you know what I mean? Like, I always wanted everybody to look nice, so I used to cut all my friends' hair and stuff like that, and that's why I opened up a shop now. That's why I have a barbershop because that was one of my dreams, too, to open up a barbershop. Is so that I, out in Philly? Yeah, So I and I always love fashion. That's why, you know, I got my gear and all that stuff, But and I love music, and that's why, you know, I got the twins and a couple artists. But you know, I just I'm just a caring guy. You know, I like to see people win. And uh, but in the ring, it's like I'm just a different person. It's like I I turn into a different person. Like I'm the complete opposite. Like I hate you. I want to hurt you. And it's like it's weird. You know what I mean? It's like it's like life and death in there. It's like either you or me. You know what <laughs> I mean? I don't ever one thing I don't ever want to do is kill somebody in the ring. But it it can happen. I can die in the ring. Yeah. So that's why I had to. That's why I turned into that person. Where it's like. It's just me, you know. It's the fighter spirit. Exactly. I'm just a beast. I'm an animal in there. ring. Uh,
0: do you have fun in the ring?
1: Um, do I have fun in the ring? Yeah, because I'm crazy when I'm in there. <laughs> <laughs> like I tell people, you got to be crazy to be a fighter. You know what I mean? So um, it's fun. It, it's fun. It's, you know what I love about it? I love the competition. You know, like I love sports growing up. I love always loved being a competitor. So once you got the passion for something and once you're once you got the passion and you really have a dream, you have a vision for it, then it becomes fun because once you start reaching goals and winning, you know, getting big purses and or just winning your first trophy. Like that was my first when I first started boxing as a kid, I just thought I just wanted a trophy. Like I went to my friend's house, they have trophies. So I wanted a trophy. So just me winning a trophy was fun. I didn't even think about, I didn't even care about the fighting. Cause, so once I started setting goals and really had a plan and a vision, and dreams, and then we start, it becomes fun. Like I tell everybody that the funnest part about everything is the journey. It's like everything in between till you get there is the funnest part. Like from you start all the way in between, so you finally become where you want to be. Then when you finally become where you want to be, from there to there, then it becomes strictly business. And then that's when it's not fun. So it's like, um, yeah, so the journey was always the funnest part to me. And then uh, so that's one thing I have problems. Really, when it just turns strict, strictly business, that's when it's not fun no more. So I'm just having fun with what I do now. That's I'm beautiful- just learning to just have fun. Go in there, perform, show, give my fans a gay, great fight, and just be an entertainer. And that I get through a lot of that now.
0: You mentioned the boxing trophies. Some of them are so enormous. Like, they're so big for people who don't have never <laughs> seen one. But, like, take me back to when you first got your first trophy. You were just alluding yeah. to it. I want to hear. I was hear just looking, it, looking at the about. other
1: day. My first trophy was February of 1999, my first trophy. It's about this big. First place trophy, I won my first fight, but it was it was a great feeling. And then I couldn't wait to f- keep fighting to keep stacking them up. Like I got a trophy case. The next thing you know, mm-hmm. like I got a whole entire trophy case. So trophy. Where do, where do you keep And free. Now? Remember, amateurs free. I had 120 amateur fights, wow. free. So you gotta love something if you fighting for free.
0: Yeah. Where
1: you do gotta you gotta have a vision?
0: Who keeps those now? Where they're they? still in
1: my house in my trophy case i got all my trophies on the bottom then i got my professional achievements like my six i got like four or five four world titles so
0: i got them in the trophy case is there one that means more to you than the others the first
1: one, that first one. <clears throat> the, first one. the first one the first one was always um it was like it's your dream it's like you win, you win anything for your first time mm-hmm. first Super Bowl, first championship, you're going to love it more. And then the second time, I was like, all right, I know I'm the man already. He's like, hey, let me keep racking up. <laughs> <laughs> but this next one is going to feel – it's probably going to feel better than the first one. Cause
0: Cause you're going to get it back.
1: Exactly. And that's what, a tr- that's what a true champion's all about. A true champion could come back strong, and that's what I'm going to
0: do. I like that. Well, we wish you the best of luck. Thank you. You mentioned your apparel, your swag that you mm-hmm. sell. I think it's on your website yeah, and on other website, places yeah. too. Um, is this what you're wearing right now?
1: Yeah, just the t-shirt. It's my no competition shirt. So, you know, it's going to be no competition. <laughs> I'll be back on top.
0: What else are you selling there? I, I think there's some sandals. Yeah, I sell
1: everything. I got swim swim, ba- swim, to- swim trunks, uh, bathing suit for women. I got jogger suits. I got t-shirts. I got hats. Um, I sell gloves on there, um, like autograph pictures. Um mostly, you know, all kinds of merch.
0: And you mentioned that you like keeping your friends fresh with their hair. How do you, when when did you start doing it with the fashion? When did you start selling and conceptualizing? What my you're
1: online selling? store, I've been doing my online store since like 2014. But I started the brand, the DSG brand, like in 2013. So we've been going like five years, five years strong.
0: What have these two side hustles, the barbershop, the apparel line, what have they taught you?
1: It's a you know it's a, it's it's like you gotta you gotta earn your stripes. You know what I mean just like I earn my stripes in the boxing world. Is uh you gotta work your way to the top. So um just good balance, good team, and we just we just working.
0: And good family too, right? Oh yeah, that's
1: that's you know I'm fortunate enough have a great father, great mom, you know brothers and sisters. You know so um that definitely pays. A, that's a lot of motivation too.
0: And you're here in New York City because of your family, right?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm here with the twins, uh, CAG twins, my sisters, signed to my label, dG Music. So they're out there doing a press, they're out here doing a press run for their EP, Innocent Savages. So mm-hmm. make sure I'm going to go get that. Awesome. Download it. Spotify, iTunes, <laughs> Apple Every Music, uh, Tidal, whatever you want. Go get it. Stream it. Tell a friend.
0: Now that we're talking about music, I need to know what you're listening to. What do you listen to? when you're training and what do you listen to to relax
1: you know i listen to a lot i listen to of course my own artist the cag twins mm-hmm. um i listen to um i like j cole i like um i like Pusha t's new album um who else I, I listen to a lot of old stuff to be honest with you like dmx big pun all right yeah so i i, I still like listening to lyrics
0: I mean y'all gonna make me Meek lose Mill, my mind. That sounds like a super pump up song for Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um yeah, Meek Mill. Meek Mill's one of he's one of my favorite rappers. He is my favorite rapper right now, Meek Mill. Um I just
0: saw him down in Miami at Rolling Loud. He came out first time performing since he got out of yeah. out of prison. It was wild. I had never seen that many camera phones in the air at once. It was nuts.
1: Meek Mill did the flyest thing all year. He left jail in a helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
0: like, nothing's stopping that. (laughs) Right? That's so dope. We need to take a quick break. But when we come back, I want to know what you would tell Danny Garcia 10 years ago to prepare for his career that's about to happen. Danny, if you could talk to yourself 10 years ago, what would you tell yourself? And what advice do you have for these young people hustling right now?
1: I don't know. I don't know what I was telling myself because I, I did everything right that I was supposed to do. <laughs> so I would just say, Trust your I, instincts. yeah, just, just stay focused. You know what I mean? Just stay focused. Don't let nothing stop you. Like that. My, 10 years ago, that was my mindset. It was like, I woke up, I woke up with this dream. I woke up this passion because it was up to me. Like my circumstances in life was like, if you don't change this, then it's never going to change. I'm just going to live. I'm going to live this way forever so that was my mindset waking up just trying to give myself a better life and I wasn't nothing was gonna stop me and that's always been my vision so but I wouldn't I wouldn't go back 10 years ago and say like don't make that mistake don't do that mistake because I think I did everything I was supposed to do mm-hmm. you know I was an Olympic alternate I was supposed to be the Olympian I didn't get it turn pro did everything I was supposed to do I just turned 30 in March so but I'm proud of myself what I did in my twenties like i i i I made a lot of money, I feel like I did everything right, and now I'm in the the point of my career where I'm just working on my legacy.
0: What are some of those roadblocks that kind of maybe hindered you a little bit on your way to where you are today?
1: um a couple of roadblocks were it's like you put, it comes a time where you put in so much work, but you don't see no reward. It's like, all right, now why am I doing this? You know what I mean. So, it, it especially when you're fighting and you do doing this your whole life. It's like, all right, I'm 20 wins, no losses. I'm like one of the greatest prospects in the country. Like, why am I still in this position? Like, I'm still. So it's like, the the hardest obstacle is that breakthrough. Mm-hmm. It's like when you just feel like it's not gonna happen, and then one day you just it happens, and that's like the hardest thing any entertainer or anybody who wants to be successful is like sometimes you just feel like you're not going nowhere but it's the day you give up is that you really not going to make it it's just it's the day it's the people who just keep going and never give up are the people who make it because it's not it's not going to be easy a lot of people think success is easy like i tell you hard work is an understatement like you really got to go in there and bust your ass like almost kill yourself you got to really want it And if you really want it, you just keep going every day. Take one day at a time.
0: Yeah, a lot of it's mental. You have to jump Mm -hmm. over those mental hurdles to get to. I mean,
1: it's it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot that plays. It's a lot. It's a lot. It could be family issues. It could be politics. It could be favoritism. It could be. It could just be a lot, you know. So, you really have to just believe in yourself and lock in, and just put yourself on. You know what I mean? You. So all the people who want to be something a lot of people are waiting for people to put them on you can't wait for somebody to put you on because you'll never be put on <laughs> you got to put yourself on and then once you put yourself on that's when everybody else comes along
0: that's How some great advice right there you got to love yourself yeah, before anyone. exactly
1: else you got to put yourself on that's
0: what i live by all right danny you mentioned you're in new york city helping promote your twin sisters and their new EP. And we have a surprise for our audience. They're actually here in the studio with you. So let's talk about this EP. I was actually getting ready this morning, listening to Show Me. What was the inspiration behind that song?
2: Basically, like whoever like likes us, they gotta show us what they could do. So you gotta show me, because we've seen a lot of girls in the world, but we never saw like girls like us. Like We're different, basically.
0: I like that. If, <laughs> if we could have a guy impress you, or anybody impress you, what would you want them to do? Um, good question.
2: I just I, like, for real, for real, I like, res- I feel like guys are not respectful towards the girls nowadays, so I feel like respect is one. I like personalities, too. Yeah, pre- I'm big on personalities. I feel like you gotta be a go-getter, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely people who are decisive are winners in my book and mm-hmm. people who show respect to, to everyone. Mm-hmm. What else are we gonna hear on this this EP?
2: Um, You're gonna hear, like, It's like a mixture of everything, like some songs will get you in your feelings, and then some songs are really lit, like you will want to dance and stuff. I don't know, it's a mixture of everything, so.
0: So I was scoping your Instagram the other day, and I noticed you guys were vibing in a club. Were you listening to some of your new music in that, and how did people react to it?
2: Oh yeah, that was our listening party. So basically, we just invited a whole bunch of people out to come listen to our EP, and everybody... Everybody Everybody was actually turned
0: in there. Danny, I want to get your opinion on the music. How much input did you have on the process? And I guess what's your favorite song on the EP? I didn't really have. I pushed them to go to the studio, and of course, I funded it.
1: (laughs) 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 But uh, you know, I'm the label, so I got to do that. But um, I like all of them. The whole thing. Want me back? Yeah, I, I like. I I think all of the songs are dope. You know, I'm I'm the big brother, so I'm like the biggest fan. So it's hard. It's hard to ask me like which one's the best. Because I'm always going to think all of them is the best. And I really think they're all real good, great songs. Um, So, it's a, it, you know, it's hard to ask me that question. But I think it's a great EP. Innocent Savages is out everywhere. So I'm excited. I'm going to be streaming it.
0: I'm excited, too. I'll be there right with you.
1: And, uh, and one thing about the album, of uh, the EP, I can say is, it's is built, you know, there's songs that, you know, me and you can listen to. You know, they they got a song called Sa song that's like that could be like a club song. You want to dance, so that's all ages. Then they got songs like Crush, Show Me, and You for the younger crowd. Then they got the song Looking for You. That's like a, a worldwide song for anybody. So I feel like the EP is uh, is really is really structured and built for like any age. So I think that that's gonna be great because they're gonna be reaching out to all ages.
0: All three of you are obviously in love with music. Where did that love come from?
1: Well, I love. I always love music. Yeah, mm-hmm. music, and I I think they get the culture from me. From
0: him, because like because I
1: they, music. Nope, my mom, my mom and dad, they love music, but they never really in the culture. Like my brothers, not really in that culture. So I don't know. I just some the co the hip. Like when I was young, I used to always watch MTV jams, mm-hmm. like 106 in Park, BET. So I love, always love hip hop, and I always love sports. You know, I I watched I couldn't miss Eagles game when I was a kid. <laughs> couldn't miss a Allen Iverson game couldn't miss the flyers baseball like i watched every single sport um
0: you talked about those music shows that you watched growing up you guys recently were on one at mtv trl talk about that experience and was it kind of a dream just to be on that such iconic brand type of show
2: yeah we were super excited like it was just like wow i'm on trl you feel me so i was super excited yeah me too Not not a lot of people can go on that so was like, yeah. It was a, it was
1: a dream for me seeing him on there,
2: cause
1: <laughs> I used to grow up watching that Um, with the the other host, I forgot his name. Where you can see Times Square behind, I forgot his oh, name. Really? Yeah, 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 him, him. So, um, it was, and they were on MTV, My Super Street Sixteen, also. Oh. Yeah, they had oh. the episode. So if you didn't watch that, they were in MTV Super C Sixteen. So that the was TV great. Veterans now. Yeah, yeah. So it was like MTV really <laughs> likes them. Um, My
0: favorite part of your uh, TRL appearance was when you guys talked about Rihanna. She's a personal fave of mine. I think you mentioned her song, Man Down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is she one of your biggest influences? Yeah,
2: she is. Uh, we, I love her music. I like her style. It's just everything about her, I just like.
0: Are you on the Fenty Beauty train? Do you guys use it? You
2: know what? Um, I not well, Yeah, we ha- I haven't got any. But I heard her highlight is good. Yeah. It looks lit. Her brain looks mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. may or may not be wearing some myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about as far as your music?
2: Well, Innocent Savages drops tomorrow. Everybody go cop on, on that. That's it's going to be in all digital say. stores, and it's lit. Go get it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can you guys talk a little bit about, you have two million followers, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Here, I'll, I'll ask it. All right, so I talked about looking at your Instagram earlier, and I noticed you guys have 2 million followers. How did you build that, and why is that such an important part of a musician's uh, brand right now?
2: Well, I feel like in order to build that following on social media, you got to keep up with it. Like, But, like, yeah, we started off with, like, dance routines. We like, would do dances, do songs and stuff. And then we kind of just went viral. And, like, we would keep going viral. Like, anything we post went viral and musically uh got got us viral like it went on to instagram and it got us viral i don't know it was just like everything like people follow us because our style like other people follow because cause our music other people follow us because dancing it's like it's like different followers from different yeah you know? i say you just gotta stay active because if yeah, you don't be active, it's, if if going don't be going active it's just not gonna go
1: nowhere. you gotta be different too yeah like you gotta you have to find something that's catchy and mm-hmm. entertaining because people want to be entertained. Mm-hmm. So you got you you got two twin girls who's on this app called Musical.ly doing these, all these fancy dances, and they're really good at it. It's going to make all the other kids in the world want to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's like they look up to you now, and they want to do the same. They want to be you. Yeah. So once you build that brand, it's like you're a great dancer, and all the kids around the world want to be you. It's like... One more, one more. Every kid wants to know. Every kid wants to be cool and dance to their favorite song. So, when that kicked off, it was it was basically the birth of the C N G twins.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. What's one of the dance trends that's out there right now that you guys have caught on to, or maybe started yourself? That
2: the one that we started that went um, like viral and everyone started doing was what song was it by Future? Mm-hmm. Stick Talk. No- yeah, Stick Talk. Yeah, it was we was like, Also, you remember we used to do this, and then we used to go into the dab? Like, people started doing the dab, but then like we, we did, a, like, a wave to the, it, and people started actually doing it. But that's something me and Cece made up. That was a dance music. You know. Yeah, we did a routine to the song called <laughs> Stick Talk by Future. <laughs> okay. On Musical.ly. Oh, I kind of forget it. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the dab thing that the she's dab, talking yeah. about. Angela? it's <laughs> like
0: a, a wave,
1: wave dab. dab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? at first i'm not gonna lie i used to criticize musically how are these kids getting not them but other kids because you, my sister i'd be like how are these kids getting so famous off lip-syncing and dancing to other people's music no
2: people never used to dance neither like i feel like me and cc made that too but it's
1: just people who dare and just sing, sing somebody just else's song, song like perfectly and then boom i
2: still
1: don't get that though. I mean, then it. i tried it <laughs> you then i tried it and it's addictive no, it's no? super hard. Oh, Uh-oh. you're
2: talking about the camera? You know how hard motor? it
1: is to make up a routine?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: like every day. Like they try I was like two hours trying to figure out a routine. Like, no, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. I was like, Oh hell with this, I'm just a boxer. <laughs> but it's like you really don't know how hard it is until you try it. Like it's hard. Like that's really a talent. You
0: have to take like thirty takes just it's, to get no, it right. it's
1: really a talent. Yeah. Like you really have a had to have a vision for that. So it was like they found something. They found something in them, you know what I mean? That they could show the world. And they, it's crazy how it works. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's really crazy.
0: Danny, we know you're busy. So thanks for stopping by 1.37 p.m. Live from the bar cart.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. And, um, you know, my fans, make sure you follow me on all my social media. It's Danny Swift Garcia. Um, I'm a merch, dgofficial.com. Stay tuned for my next fight and be world champion again. And thank you, Brian, for having me on.
0: Yes, good luck with your trading. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. This is 1.37 p.m. If you want to own the future, start this minute. Live from the Bar Cart is a gallery media production.